Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you're here, just know that I love and appreciate you so much. Thank you for continuing to come back and listen to the show every week. Thank you for sharing it on your social media. Thank you for copying the links and sending it to your friends or your family or your group chats. I appreciate you. I see you. I see you guys when you're tagging the podcast and it means so, so much to me. I guess now's a good time to invite you if you're newer to the show or if you just haven't done this yet, please go over to Apple or Spotify while you're listening and leave us a rating and review. So you can now leave five-star ratings on Spotify. That's a new feature. So if you're listening on Spotify right now, you can just go to the show and then under the title of the show, you'll see a little star button and all you do is just click on it and you click however many stars you want to give the show. Obviously five, right? (laughs) Let's hope it's five. (laughs) Please give me five. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, You guys probably already know how to put in your five-star rating and leave a little review, but seriously, like that stuff helps support me and the show so, so much. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for being legendary and showing your support for the show. So today's episode is the March bonus episode. So last month I told you guys that I was going to start doing one bonus episode every single month. So in addition to our Wednesday episodes, there's going to be one extra episode at the end of the month. That's just kind of like a roundup of the month. It's just like a chill chat. I'm going to tell you guys what I've been doing, what I'm loving, what's going on in my personal life, work stuff, and just kind of like, this is the podcast that you can listen to while you're doing literally anything and you don't need to take notes and it's just a chill chat that you can listen to. So hopefully you enjoy these kinds of episodes. If you do, please let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at underscore Samantha Daily. Let me know that you guys like these kinds of episodes because that will let me know to keep making them. So I figured that I would start with just some kind of surface level trivial things that I've been loving and doing. Some things that I've watched this month on Netflix, I watched Love is Blind, the second season, along with everybody else in the world. (laughs) And I also watched Life After Death with Tyler Henry, which Tyler Henry is like a celebrity medium. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a very interesting and intriguing, super cool if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, there's another documentary, like a docu-series on Netflix that I wanted to recommend to you guys. So I didn't listen, I didn't watch it this month, but the life after death thing with Tyler Henry kind of reminded me of it. And it's just like the most wild and thought-provoking docu-series. So it's called Surviving Death. 
So if you've never watched Surviving Death on Netflix, maybe I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I can't really remember, but it's called Surviving Death. And every episode is like they focus on a different element of the afterworld or what happens when people die. And the first episode is really wild because it's all these stories of people who have clinically died and then come back to life. So whether they were in a surgery or they had some kind of crazy accident where their heart stopped or they flatlined or they were without oxygen, whatever the case was, they clinically died and then they came back to life, right? Those miracle situations where you're like, oh my gosh, they were dead for 30 seconds and then they came back to life. And it's all about these stories of what these people experience when they quote unquote die, right? And so there's all these kind of like researchers and philosophers and people that study these phenomenons and it's just super interesting because they kind of recount the stories of where they went when they were quote unquote dead, what they saw, what they experienced, what they felt. And there's millions of cases around the world of all of these people that have had near-death experiences. That's what they're kind of labeled as, is near-death, even though in a lot of the cases people were actually clinically dead and then came back to life. Um, and what's crazy is that all of these people, all of these millions of, you know, stories that these researchers have collected from around the world, from so many different cultures, different religions, different languages, from all kind of walks of life have eerily similar experiences of what happens when you die or what the afterlife is like or you know what quote unquote heaven means or what it feels and looks like so anyway if you are a person like me who's really into just fascinated by all that kind of stuff if you are open-minded and you just want to you know I guess open your mind to what other people have seen and experienced and hear what they recount from those experiences, watch Surviving Death on Netflix. So the first episode is about those near-death experiences, and then every other episode focuses on a different aspect of the afterlife, like I mentioned. So there's one on psychic mediums. There's one on physical mediumship. I think that's what it's called. That one was kind of like crazy and very weird and dark and Yeah, and then there's one, I think it's the very last episode in the whole series that's all about past lives, which was so fascinating, especially now that I'm a past life regression practitioner. I think I watched this before I got my certification, but yeah, it's just so interesting. So for all the spiritual girlies out there, if you haven't watched Surviving Death, go watch it. Also, like I said, I watched Life After Death with Tyler Henry and because I'm just so I'm so intrigued and so interested into all of the mediumship stuff, um I I liked it and I thought it was interesting, but it reminded me to remind you guys of Surviving Death, which is very 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 cool. So if you haven't watched that, go watch it. I also plan on watching the new season of Bridgerton. I just found out like a few minutes before recording this that it's out and that it's on Netflix. So I'm like, okay, I have to watch that. I remember last, was it last Christmas time when it originally came out and everyone just binge watched the entire thing. I don't know what to expect now that I know that the Duke is not going to be part of the show. Obviously he was like the main character and that's where all the steamy 
romance and sexiness was coming from. So I'm just kind of like, what is it going to be without him in it? Uh, But I haven't watched it yet, but I plan to. Another thing that I'm loving is I got this new skincare product that my nutritionist put me onto. And I wanted to share it with you guys because it's, I've never really had a, a product where I've actually noticed a difference of some kind, like immediately upon using it. Like the first time that I used it, I woke up the next morning and was like, whoa, like I can notice my skin looks different. Like it, you could see physical improvements after using it one freaking time. I've never had that full transparency. I've never had that with a product of any kind. I don't think so. I thought I would share it with you guys. It's Paula's choice. That's the brand and it's called skin perfecting 2% BHA liquid exfoliant. So you put it on at night and then you sleep with it. You wake up in the morning, wash your face, but it just kind of like, it makes your pores smaller. It kind of like tightens everything. It like smooths your skin. I don't know. It's, I feel like my skin looks so much better in the morning after using it. So right now I'm using it like three times a week ish. And that was what was recommended to me personally for my specific skin type and you know, not wanting to be too harsh on my skin barrier and things like that. But if you guys want to check it out, awesome product. I'm really loving it. Another thing that I did, I actually just did this today. So my friend Lita Stevens, if you guys haven't listened to her episode on the podcast, scroll back a little bit and listen to the episode. I think it's called Life in Alignment with Lita Stevens. That episode was so, so good, especially if you're someone that's wanting to quit your nine to five job or pursue something bigger for your life, or you're kind of like wanting to do something that's untraditional or off the beaten path, worrying about judgment, wanting to follow your intuition, like go listen to that episode. But that's besides the point. Um, Lita, (laughs) she influenced me to dye my own eyebrows. So she's been sharing on her stories recently that she dyes her own eyebrows. And it's something that she started during COVID when she was in quarantine. She couldn't get them done anymore. And I'm like, you know what? I need to try that because I feel like it's not that hard to dye your eyebrows. And I probably don't need to be like paying someone to do it when I could and also I think the thing for me is not as much money it's more like the time like driving all the way to it making an appointment driving all the way to the place like waiting sitting there you know I'm a busy gal I feel like time is money these days and I just want to save time and money. So I decided to follow Lita's advice and dye my own eyebrows. And it actually turned out pretty good. I need to get better with my own precision. With I think I need to get a better eyeliner brush. And I'll explain how I do it in a second if you guys want to try it. Um, this is all from Lita. So I'm giving all the glory to her. But yeah, I think I just need to get a better eyeliner brush. That's like maybe the bristles are a bit like denser and just more packed together I guess you could say so that you can just be more precise in your painting on of the dye I feel like my eyeliner brush was just a little too fluffy for me to be able to really like get that perfect line if you know what I mean so if you already like if you use 
an eyebrow, like an Anastasia eyebrow pencil of any kind, you know how to draw the form of your eyebrow. And it's really not that hard. So you essentially do the same thing, but with an eyeliner brush and just using the dye from a men's beard dye. So, you know, they make mixable dye, kind of like how you can buy a box hair dye, but it's for dudes for their beard if they want to like fill in their beard or like get any gray hairs out of their beard. And so the brand that she recommended I use, it's called Just For Men, at least in the US is what it's called, but I'm sure you can find men's beard dye literally anywhere. So the brand I used was Just For Men and I used the shade Medium Dark Brown because I do like my eyebrows um, pretty dark. So you just kind of like mix it up in this little plastic tray that comes in the box and then you use your, well first you're going to take a Q-tip, you're going to dip it in some Vaseline, some petroleum jelly, and you're just going to outline a trim around the outside of your eyebrow, like the out, the, you're going (laughs) to, what am I trying to say? (laughs) You're going to line your eyebrow, the outside of your eyebrow with Vaseline so that if any of the dye does get on your skin, like directly next to your eyebrow hairs, it's very easy to just wipe off when it touches the Vaseline. So you're going to take a Q-tip, like a cotton swab and dip it into the Vaseline and just outline your eyebrow with Vaseline. Then you're going to take your eyeliner brush, your angled, dense, bristly eyeliner brush and dip it into the dye. And then just draw on your eyebrows as if you were doing it with your eyebrow pencil. Like same deal, the shape that you want. And then take a dry Q-tip and clean up the, the edges and just make sure that it's all like smooth lines. So kind of draw, drag it across the outline of your eyebrow to kind of clean it up. And then you leave it on for like five minutes five to seven minutes, depending on how dark you want it to be. And then you just wipe it off. Like I take a, I used a a cotton ball and I just got it nice and wet and I wiped them off and then I washed my face. So completely wash it off and then you're good to go. Like how easy is that? So quick and literally so cheap. Like the box of the men's beard dye was like 12 bucks, I think. And there, you, you don't use all of it. Like you can save it and use it for many, many times on your eyebrows. So that's a little beauty hack. Thank you, Lita, for introducing me to that. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft and getting better at it because honestly, it is a game changer. Um, okay. What other updates do I have for you guys from what happened in March? I booked my flights to Tulum, which is very exciting. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be flying to Tulum for another leadership immersion retreat, kind of like the one that I went on in Costa Rica back in December. So this is with one of my mentors, Mel Wells, and some of the other women that are in the Queendom Mastermind. So I'm excited to reconnect with some of my good friends from that mastermind and also meet some of the new women who have joined the 2022 iteration of the Queendom and spend some time in Tulum just soaking up the sun and all the magical energy and 
learning about feminine leadership and just getting into my creative flow and so much expansion I know was going to happen on that retreat because I felt the exact same way in Costa Rica. I've done podcast episodes about that retreat, so you guys have probably heard about it if you listen to those, but yeah, like in, when I was in Costa Rica, I was seeing crazy angel numbers, like feeling so guided. So many things clicked into place while I was actually on that trip. And then as soon as we got home, I immediately manifested being able to move back to the U.S., which was my main intention that I set when I, when I went to Costa Rica. I was like, I really want the magic of this place to help me manifest being able to move back to the States. And it materialized almost instantaneously after that retreat. So every time I put myself in these places where there's, you know, it's not only an expansive place, but also the women that are going to be there and just the energy and of course Mel and her teachings. And I just know it's going to be a really, really fun and expansive week. So I'm very, very excited for the trip to Tulum that's happening in April. Um, A couple of more a couple of I guess heavier things happened this month in March which I haven't shared about at all I haven't shared about it on Instagram really or anywhere um but Jaime's grandmother uh in Spain she passed away this month and also my grandmother passed away this month It was kind of crazy because it was both of our maternal grandmothers, so our mother's moms, and they both passed away within three days of each other, which was really, really crazy, like in the same week. And what was crazy about, so Jaime's grandmother passed away first, and, you know, when we left Spain, we spent the last this past Christmas with his family in Spain and his grandmother's birthday is actually the 6th of January so it's on Three Kings Day which is basically like their main celebratory day for the Christmas season in Spain um, and so we spent the holidays with his family and we spent Three Kings Day with everybody and obviously celebrating his grandmother's birthday and everything. And she was, I think she was 96. So she was very, very old. Um, she lived through the Civil War in Spain. She lived through World War II. She's seen a lot. And ever since I've known her, she's she's already been kind of, I don't want to say sick, But, you know, she had dementia and she wasn't really mobile. Um, She kind of just like lived in her recliner chair in the living room for the past however many years, like six or seven or more years. Um, But so we kind of knew that when we were leaving Spain that that would very likely be the last time that we would see her. So Jaime did get an opportunity to kind of say goodbye to her at Christmas time, which was really emotional, you know, like saying goodbye to your whole family because you're moving to another country, but then also saying goodbye to your grandmother, who was a big part of his life. She, I mean, if you guys know traditional Spanish culture, like families live very close together. They're very tight knit. Everybody in the family kind of helps raise the children 
And so he lived in walking distance from his aunt's house, from his cousin's house, from his grandmother's house. Like they all lived in the same area. And he spent a lot of his childhood growing up in his grandmother's house. Like when he knew, when he would get out of school, he would go to his grandma's house. And she lived in his parents' house with them for a while when he was a newborn and helped kind of raise him. So she was a really big, a really big part of his life. They were really close. So it was really sad over Christmas time when he kind of had to say goodbye to her for good, kind of knowing that it was going to be the last time that he would see her. And then this month, you know, he kind of got the news that she was getting, she was declining and that it was probably going to be the end soon. Um, And so we knew that and we were kind of, you know, mentally and emotionally preparing for that as much as you can. But there was a day where Jaime just kind of like felt that it was going to be maybe the day that she passed or he just had like an intuitive feeling of some kind. And so that morning when he got up and he took the dog outside for a walk, he was walking around the property with the dog like in the early morning hours and he said that he just had this like feeling that he should speak to God for a moment. So he looked up at the sky and he just said a quick prayer, you know, saying, please, you know, send my, take, bring, bring my grandmother home to your kingdom and let her go easily, let her go peacefully and don't let her suffer. And that was just this, his little prayer that he said. And then he came he came in the, and I didn't know that he did that because that was something that he just did privately on his own. But then he came in the house a couple of hours later and he told me, he said, you know, my, my mom just called and my grandmother passed. And so it was wild because it was like within, within maybe two hours of him having that intuitive feeling and having that moment of kind of prayer and talking to God or the universe, it it happened and it, and it came true exactly the way that he wished for. She was at home. She was surrounded by family. She, you know, wasn't in the hospital or anything like that. She was still able to be in her home and she went into her bedroom and she went to take her afternoon nap, you know, the Spanish siesta (laughs) all the way to the very end. (laughs) And she passed away in her sleep, totally peacefully in her home with her family and it was just it was it was really beautiful I think that's the ultimate goal for how all of us would I I think I don't really know but I think at least for me that's like the ultimate goal for how I would want to go how I would want my family members to go so it was a beautiful moment and then three days later my grandmother passed and it was just crazy I don't know I don't know why like it just felt so crazy that it they it happened consecutively like that um so that week was a little bit heavy for us for for both of us and for both of our families obviously so that was maybe a little bit of a sadder part of the month of March but you know, both of our grandmothers lived full lives, which we are so grateful for. And if you guys do watch the documentary Life After, or I'm sorry, Surviving Death, 
the two names are so similar. (laughs) If you do watch Surviving Death and you feel compelled or inspired to believe anything of, you know, what those people say about what happens when you die, I think you'll find so much peace in knowing that your loved ones are safe when they're on the other side. And I think like just even my journey of becoming a past life regression practitioner, you know, I I never thought that I would become a practitioner myself and get certified, but I wanted to experience past life regression because I had my own deep fears around death. And in some ways I am still scared of the idea of death Obviously, I don't want to die. I think when you love your life, you don't want to die. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, I think a lot of us fear death to the extent at which we love life. And if you really are here and you feel that you have a purpose and you have so much that you want to do and experience in this lifetime, then of course, you're going to feel resistant to the idea of dying because you have purpose and you have hope and you have joy and you have happiness. And so I think it's almost a blessing to fear death in a way because it means that you love your life. You love existing in this in this earthly plane. Um but I did want to I just wanted to explore, you know, like I I would have nightmares a lot about family members in my life dying tragically unexpectedly way too early and I just kind of wanted to explore like what was that massive resistance and and fear that I had around death and that's why I originally experimented with past life regression and and went through my own regressions for myself to kind of experience you know what what may have my past lives been like and what is it like you know to to live and die and reincarnate and so that was just like a big curiosity for me. Um, and I think I'm going to open up my calendar actually in April for some past, excuse me, for some past life regression bookings. So if you guys are curious about it and you want to experience a past life regression for yourself, I would be more than honored to facilitate for you. And it's a really beautiful experience. So you can totally do it virtually. And so we do it over Zoom and in the comfort of your own home, in your bed. And it's really just kind of like a a deep guided meditation sort of experience. So you lay down and you close your eyes and I just guide you. I just guide you into a hypnotic state where we can go deeper into your subconscious mind and kind of uncover some of those memories from your past lives and It's a really beautiful way to kind of draw patterns between lifetimes and see some of the things that you may have experienced in a past life that are still showing up for you in this lifetime for you to learn or heal. Um, And it can also show you where some of your fears and patterns originate from. So if you want to hear more about past life regression specifically, there's also an episode on the podcast with Nikki Cosmo all about past life regressions. You guys can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. And if you're curious and you want to book one, DM me. Just send me a DM. We'll talk about it. If you're like scared but curious, just shoot me a DM and we can I can share like all the deets and you know kind of help you decide if it's something that you want to explore, but would love to facilitate a session for you if you're interested in it. 
So yeah, that was kind of an unexpected tangent. Other things that happened in the month of March, we hosted the Visionary Workshop, which was so much fun. Oh my gosh, that workshop was wild. It was amazing. And the feedback on it was really, really incredible. Like the women that came and attended, they had a lot of breakthroughs and there was a lot of emotional release and reinvigoration and just feeling re-inspired and reconnected to their dream and their soul purpose and feeling on fire again. And it was, it was really, really amazing. So if you missed it and you didn't get a chance um, to do the visionary workshop, it now lives in my free Facebook group. So if you guys are part of the High Vibe Mindset Tribe on Facebook, the Visionary Workshop replay is now in there. You can go back and watch it. And if you're not in the group, you can totally join the group. It's free. Just request. I'll leave a link in the show notes. And if you can't find it, just send me a DM on Instagram and I will point you in the right direction. But it's a totally free group and there's all kinds of you know, amazing women in there who are on this path and we have resources in there. There's guided meditations, there's some workouts, there's the visionary workshop, there's what else is in there? Um, we do kind of astrological updates throughout the month. We do manifestation threads, sharing, all kinds of different stuff. So that visionary workshop you can find inside of the Facebook group if you want to come join us over there. I also finished my astrology course. As you guys know, I was taking my astrology course with Deborah Silverman. It was a month long, so I'm finished now, but I don't feel finished within myself because to be totally transparent, there were a lot of things that I didn't I haven't done yet. Like I have to get caught up. So I attended all the live classes and trainings, but I need to study. You know, astrology is not something that you can just learn lickety split by attending a couple of classes. Like I have my flashcards I need to study. I need to go back and do all of my homework. Like, you know, I watched the training modules and I showed up for the live workshop style classes where we were looking at our charts and dissecting things, but I need to go deeper into it. And I'm excited to continue my studies in astrology, but I did finish my course, which was exciting. We also had the launch of Abundant and Ambitious, my four-month group business mastermind program. Today is actually, as I'm recording this, is the last day of the launch. So we haven't officially closed the doors yet, but you guys will be listening to this tomorrow on Monday. And by that point, module one will be open for all the women who have joined And yeah, I'm so excited about this next round. Like this program is just my, it's my bread and butter. It's my heart and soul. It's my favorite thing that I do. And it's deeply transformative for women who are building online coaching businesses. And it's, I think the, the sisterhood of it, like that mastermind kind of aspect of it is so incredible. I think sometimes we, we think, oh, you know, I just need one-on-one But I don't know. There were a lot of women that joined the last round of Abundant and Ambitious who thought, you know, maybe I just need one-on-one to really go deep. And we go so deep in this program and you are so supported that they were like, I'm so glad I did that first before one-to-one. So yeah, you just get so much 
inspire I think the energy is just different when there's a group of women and you get inspired from everybody else's businesses and what they're doing and creating and there's kind of that cheerleader energy and it's just so much fun so I'm excited to dive in with this next round of women I cannot wait we're gonna hang out for the next four months it's gonna be so much fun so if you guys missed it this time around um You can shoot me a DM if you're like, oh my God, shit, I meant to sign up and I totally dropped the ball. I'm kicking myself. Send me a DM on Instagram just in case because we might have space for you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to see if I can slide in, send me a DM at underscore Samantha Daily and because I don't know, we haven't closed the doors yet, so I don't know. But when you're listening to this, if you are kicking yourself because you didn't jump on it and you really want to, just send me a DM and I'll let you know if we have space and if I can kind of squeeze you in the back door before we begin um, later this week on Thursday. Some other things that happened this month was we celebrated my mom's birthday. My mom is a Pisces and we went out, we went into Asheville and we went to our favorite Spanish tapas restaurant and we just had a beautiful day. We went out to lunch. It was a really nice day that day and we went shopping and I went to a crystal store with my mom. I got a new crystal. You guys may have seen it on my Instagram stories. I got this big, like a tower looking crystal I'm holding it in my hand right now of black moonstone and I'm so in love with her she's so beautiful I was like really really drawn to it and I just love the size of it and it's dense and heavy and it looks just so powerful and I love it and it's for intuition and connect connection to spirit Um, it's for the divine feminine and also new beginnings, which I feel is really fitting for me right now. This whole phase of my life right now feels like I'm in, I'm in, I'm at the precipice of what is like going to be a new beginning for me. And so I just felt like this stone was calling me and it was perfect for this phase of my life. So I'll read to you what the black moonstone is exactly for. So it says black moonstone harmonizes mood swings due to hormonal imbalances, which we all know I need. I'm on a journey, okay? (laughs) And increases female intuition. It embodies the strength of the new moon and supports any type of new beginnings. The stone, this is the stone for easing the changes of life. Knowing that when one phase ends, the next is soon to begin, which just feels so fitting for this transition that I'm in right now. You know, coming from Spain, being in this kind of interim, staying with my parents, looking for houses. It is a stone of calm and relief from emotional stress. This crystal helps you to see clearly what you need to see in order to be able to make appropriate decisions. A perfect stone for new moon magic, bringing in something new or for forging a new path. So what's interesting also is that in my astrology course, we were talking about Saturn and Saturn returns, and I am currently in my Saturn return right now. So if you guys don't know, um, Saturn returns to the position, the exact position where it was in the sky when you were born every 28 to 30 years it depends so you'd have to kind of look it up but if you are 28 to 30 right now 
it's likely that you are in your Saturn return. It's likely that you have Saturn in Aquarius like me and that you are in your Saturn return. And so we were actually, we were, we were going a little bit deeper and we were looking at the exact degrees of where we have Saturn in our chart and then looking through this document called the ephemeris. And it's like, you can see where the degrees of where Saturn was in the sky every month of every year for like 3000 years. And so you can kind of track at what point Saturn is actually going to line up perfectly with the exact degree where it was in the sky when you were born. And so we were doing this just the other week and my Saturn return, so you're in your Saturn return for like a, a year basically-ish but because there, there's like a shadow period and whatever. But you can actually find the exact months or weeks in which Saturn will be at the very degree in which it was the moment that you were born. So I have Saturn at 24 degrees in Aquarius. And so my Saturn return is going to be exactly, Saturn is going to be exactly at 24 degrees during the months of April, May, June, and July of this year. So quite literally, I am on the precipice of the Saturn return. And that for me, I think this whole transition is a big piece of my Saturn return. If you guys listen to the episode with Deborah Silverman, who's my astrology teacher, we kind of talked about, you know, the missing element, if you're missing water, earth, air, fire, and how right now earth is really the element that I'm lacking and how this whole journey to like coming home just happened so quickly and it, it felt like it came out of nowhere, but it was like this intense knowing suddenly that I just needed to come home because I was really happy in Spain. I really loved my life in Madrid and I could have seen myself staying there for a while longer, but it was, it was crazy. It was like a flip switched inside my head at one point and then I was obsessed with like, I, I have to go home. I, I just have to go home. It was weird and it's almost like it was this external force kind of pushing me or calling me or guiding me to this experience of returning home to my roots and really integrating that earth element and grounding into my life in a very literal sense of like wanting to grow roots and find a place that's more permanent for me to live where I feel like I can really set up and settle in where I can find all of my places and I can start to build a community of like-minded women in person and you know I can find a dance studio where I can go to dance classes and I'm just yeah, that's kind of the journey that I'm on with this coming home is following the guide of what my Saturn return, I believe, is asking me to do and really growing my roots and finding my place and doing all of those earthly things that I'm always, that I, <laughs> I always think are too boring to do, you know, I'm doing taxes, I'm doing a bunch of legal stuff to get the business set up now that we're back in the States and we'll be moving to Florida and you know there's all kinds of like paperwork and just monotonous stuff that is these earthly elements of what it means to be a human and a business owner and so my journey is learning that 
the Virgo energy that I have, my Virgo rising is all about making the mundane sacred. That's something that, that Deborah says. Virgos uh, love to make the mundane sacred. And I think that's a, a big journey that I am on right now. And yeah, the crystal, all the way back to the crystal that I got, just felt like it was going to be supportive of me in this new phase, in this new beginning. So that was a fun thing that I picked up. Um, oh my gosh, a couple of days ago on the 25th, it was the anniversary of my first ever date with Jaime seven years ago. We've been together for seven years. Well, we went on our first date. We don't actually have a proper anniversary. Like we never, there was never a moment where he was like, will you be my girlfriend? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but like, I feel like once I graduated high school, that like wasn't a thing anymore. I don't really know how people do it nowadays. If there's like a day that you remark on the calendar and you remember this is the day we became exclusive, but we don't have one of those. So we don't really know when our anniversary is. So I just remember because I had it in one of my old college agendas <laughs> when I was studying abroad I, I marked it that that was the day that I had a date with him and so that's the only specific date that I can really remember is on St. Patrick's Day I saw him for the first time in a bar I was very drunk we saw each other for a few seconds and then I slurred a bunch of words and I walked right out and I said I have to get a cab and I have to go home because I was way too drunk and he came way too late so I was like I gotta go and then we finally actually met up for our first date uh like two weeks later I don't know March 25th and so yeah, if you guys want to hear the whole story about that date and how horrible it was, because it really was like, it was a bad date. It was, we both said it was the worst date of both of our lives. So if you want to hear that story and why it ended up working out and what all that was about, there's another episode on the podcast where I recount the whole thing. I think it's called Relationship Q&A and How I Met My Boyfriend. So search for something along those lines. Um and you'll find it, but it's kind of a funny story. Um, what else is new? What else is new? Ooh, lately I've been going over to the barn. So my parents have this barn, this big barn on their property and the upstairs of the barn, there's this yoga room, which I'm sitting in right now. And it's my mom's kind of little sanctuary that she built. And it's really beautiful. It has this like blue velvet couch in it and this beautiful colorful circular rug and there's a mirror in here and all kinds of plants and candles and sage and Himalayan salt lamp and there's a Buddha in here and all of my yoga books are in here and yeah it's just like a nice little sacred space. So I've been coming over here in the mornings and kind of doing a little bit more of a, a morning practice. So sometimes I stretch and just do a little bit of free-flowing yoga on my own but I've been pulling cards again my oracle cards that I love and I've been journaling burning some sage or palo santo and just kind of trying to get my energy right for the day and taking some space for myself so that's been really good I hope to continue that I am still doing a lot of my hot girl habits if you guys listened to the hot girl habits episode still doing my lemon water with aloe vera gel, all the things. I need to make, 
need to set an intention to move my body more simply, simply for the joy of feeling good, simply for the endorphins, simply for the confidence boost, like nothing to do with the physicality of it or gaining muscle or losing fat or any of that. Like I'm really just in a space where I know that I need to move my body more simply because it's good to move my body more. And so I went to the gym this weekend and my butt is so sore. Like I did, I did a leg day and wow, (laughs) wow, your girl is sore, but I'm excited to kind of like again, try and set the intention to go on more walks and make it to the gym more often, get out of the house more. This month has been really busy with just business stuff and all the kind of things that I'm trying to organize. And there was, you know, the launch and there was just a lot going on. So I'm excited for the month of April to kind of hopefully be that month where I settle in to these habits and routines and really feel like I'm like I have a grip on them and I'm, you know, really harnessing them. So I'm excited for that. I am literally marked as out of the office for half of the month of April, which is hilarious. Like I just looked at my calendar and it was like 15 days. It's just out of office, like blocked off, Um, which is like such a blessing also. You know, I think back to not that long ago when I was working full time as a teacher and coaching seven women on the side, seven hours a week, every single week for 12 weeks, nonstop. I was working on the weekends. I was writing an ebook. I was showing up on social media. I was sharing free value. I was creating freebies. I was doing so many things that when I think back to that version of me, all I can think about is all the compassion that I have and the love that I have for her and how grateful I am that she didn't give up and that she that she did hustle. You know, I think my I'm right now in a place where I'm actively moving away from the hustle energy, but I know that 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 sacred masculine drive that I had and I still have served me so well in that era of my evolution. Like I'm so grateful that I worked so fucking hard. I'm so grateful that I didn't quit. I'm so grateful that I kept going. I'm so grateful that I made space for all of those things, even when it felt impossible or overwhelming. And, you know, I do think it's possible to build a more balanced business and that we don't have to drive ourselves into the ground or sacrifice everything or be in a state of complete burnout to create success. But I also know the value in showing up and doing the damn work and yeah when I when I think about the fact that I'm able to just block off half of a month to be out of the office just because my brother and my sister-in-law and my nephew are coming they're coming down to North Carolina they're coming to town for Easter and I just want to you know be I'm gonna work a little bit here and there you know I'm gonna record my podcasts for you guys I'm gonna see some of my clients that I have you know pre-existing appointments with Um, But then I'll be off in Tulum and I'll really be out of office and completely offline when I'm in Tulum. But it's just like, it's such a blessing that if we want to, if we desire to, we get to create a life that permits 
this kind of freedom. And I, like, it doesn't, it doesn't go over my head how rare that is, you know, how rare it is that I can just go and book a trip to Tulum and like not even worry about the price of it. And I can take 15 days and just say, you know what? I'm out of the office. I'm don't bother me. I'm <laughs> my calendar's blocked off. Like I I understand that that is a very rare level of freedom for people to have. But I also understand how possible it is because you have to remember I'm in a place where I'm surrounded by people who are doing this. So many of my friends and my peers and my mentors and everybody that I follow online, they're all doing this. And so I think it's important to also remind you if you're in a place where this feels really far away or really impossible or really big and crazy and wild and Oof, that's pretty out there. I don't know if I'd ever be able to get there. To remind you to start surrounding yourself with people that are doing this, with people that are believing, with people that are creating this reality for themselves because that will infect you and it will you will start to believe too. And I just, I see that so clearly. Like I'm so expanded and inspired by the women that I follow and surround myself with and you know, the, the women that I, I meet in these circles that I'm in, I know how much is possible, how much more is possible. You know, I, I'm, I'm in such a privileged place already, but also with the women that, that I'm learning from and that I look up to, I'm like, there's even more. There's so much more, so much more. Like I, I'm not even, I haven't even scratched the surface yet. You know, and it's not about competing or being above somebody or getting to the next place, but it's just to say we we doubt and we really minimize what is truly possible for us until we see it, right? Seeing it to believe it is a very real thing. So I think getting in spaces and surrounding yourself with women who have created these lifestyles or these businesses or these ways of of living and doing and being that you desire for yourself is really, really important because it will expand your belief. It will expand your level of trust. It will guide you to be able to create the same thing for yourself. Like that's been the entire key to my success, I think is, you know, starting before I was ready and learning from people who had done what I wanted to do and getting in their energy and experiencing just how they how they see life how they witness things how they observe things how they interpret things like that will change your life and so actually during this launch period of abundant and ambitious i invested in myself not once but twice which actually felt really good for me it felt it felt expansive to be in a space where, you know, I'm calling women forward and I'm asking women to take that big scary leap and invest in themselves and their their businesses. And I'm also doing the same, right? And so we're we're mirroring that same leap 
with each other. And I think that's important. Now, obviously, like as a Sagittarius, I'm always going to want to continue learning and growing. And so that's part of my nature. I want to read all of the books. I want to know all of the things. I want to be in all of the programs. I want to do all of the stuff. But it was it was really, really expansive for me to be able to invest in myself twice during this this launch period with two mentors that are, you know, multi, multi-millionaires in the coaching space. They have so much knowledge and grace and embodiment. And I just, I can't wait to sit at their table and learn from them. Um, so that was, that was another really beautiful thing that happened for me in March. So I'm excited. One of those programs is already happening right now. I'm inside and the other one is going to be happening in May. So always continuing our learning, always investing in ourselves, always reaching for that next level that our soul is calling us to and doing the thing that feels exciting but scary at the same time. I also posted something on my stories today on Instagram, which I'll share with you guys in case you missed it because it was um, really profound. So one of the women whose program I invested in Victoria Washington, she asked us something a couple of days ago and she said, what is the difference between wanting and pursuing? And where in your life are you wanting things but not pursuing them? Or you think that you're pursuing them but you're actually just wanting for them to fall into place or for them to find you or for them to come to you and it was like a really profound question and I sat with it for a few days before I shared it on my stories but I wanted to share it with you all because if it resonates for you as deeply as it did for me things will start to shift you will know immediately what it is that you've been wanting but not pursuing. And the invitation is for you to start. What would it actually mean for you to pursue that thing? What would it require of you? Because that's one of the biggest things that why we're just wanting and desiring and lusting, but we're not actively pursuing. When we really look at our actions, we're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm quote unquote manifesting it, but I'm just kind of sitting here putting good energy towards it, hoping that it will fall into place, hoping that I'll have the opportunity, hoping that the money will arrive, hoping that it will work out next time. And so if it's resonating for you, this idea of the difference between wanting and pursuing, you will already know what that thing is for you that you've been wanting but not actively pursuing. And so the invitation is to look at what is what would actually be required of you if you were to go and pursue it. What action would need to be taken? What sacrifice, if any, might need to be made? What would you have to put on the line? Maybe it's your pride. Maybe it's your fear of judgment. Maybe it's your fear of failure, right? What is required of you? What is the cost to actually pursue that thing instead of just want, desire, and lust for it? And how can you start today? How can you be extra bold 
and start today. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. (laughs) I love and appreciate you all so, so much. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next week. Bye.